Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hmm? Shall we begin? Hey everybody, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. I'm Duncan. And I'm Melissa. And this is Game of Microphones, episode 29. Yay. We're oh, back. I love the Indian version of this song. <laughs> yeah, that's rad. I love it every time. I don't know where that came from. But uh, I like it too. And there's a Western version that's pretty cool that we play sometimes. Whoa. Awesome. And then there's this like dubstep version that I wanted to have. <laughs> and, and I got nixed by Mr. Blog and Grace. Oh, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved it. You know what would be really awesome is like a really rad bluegrass version mm-hmm. of that. Because it's Wonder so it's instrument rich that bluegrass Ooh. would be... I know. If only there There's was this thing be. where we could search. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, it's so damn good to be back because it's been over a year. And uh, Duncan actually recorded that. La- I told you already, but that last podcast that we just put out a couple weeks ago last year. But we thought since I had procrastinated that this would be a good time to put it out to get everybody hyped up for yeah season seven and it's finally here one other Game of Thrones thing that Melissa you and I did over the summer was we went and saw Raman Jawadi and his orchestra play a bunch of the songs and it was amazing I was actually going to mention that because I rewatched me and my friend Jenny before oh you met Jenny she went with me to the concert yeah she was super cool Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, she came, so she came over last night to watch the premiere episode, and uh, we watched the you know last episode of season six. Yeah, and that whole that is so music rich. There's like there's like barely any talking. I mean that whole the light first of the seven yeah, chunk that, of yeah. the show oh, exactly. Yeah, and I was just seven. like, I mean, I remember the music and I remember how awesome it was, but then rewatching it, I was like, oh my god, I feel like the music is like. I feel like I was listening with a deaf ear. I don't know. I, I It was a huge impact on that segment. Yeah. The Oh the, my God. So good. And so uh, fantastic. Speaking Ramin's of that, that, I just rewatched all of uh season six to get ready for the podcast. I wish I, I wish I could have done a rewatch of the whole series, but I just didn't have time. But it was so <laughs> You fun. don't have time for that? <laughs> it was so much, I mean, I didn't think I was gonna have time to watch season six, but once I got into right. it, I couldn't stop, you know. It yeah. was just yeah. so good. 
I did the same thing. I, I started with the season six finale, then went mm-hmm. backwards one episode, and then started again <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Then I went back to season four, and then season five. That's wow. crazy, man. Kind of like it's all like over the place. Pulp fiction of Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad t- that you guys are here, and um, I think you know we'll do as much of these as we can together. If either one of you uh, has to step out at some point, we've got other co-hosts in the wings and i know i'm going to be gone for at least two so mr blog will be here so all you guys who like to hear our other co-hosts it'll be a mix and match this year but it's going to be fun the whole time yeah awesome awesome so let's get into it our top three highlights of game of thrones season seven episode one dragon stone first off what did you guys think duncan what did you think of it in general i thought it was awesome <clears throat> I was super pumped up for it, and it started off on a note that I did not expect. Of you know, with all my theorizing and everything, I I never even considered the idea uh, that Arya would <laughs> do what she did there in the beginning. How long did it take you to figure out what was going on? Immediately. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. Right off the Point. bat. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. there was a second where I was like, "Could she really?" Yeah, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The actor did such a great job yes. with like subtle changes of micro expressions and posture to reflect Arya. Yeah, because he was much more observant than Walder Frey ever is. Oh yeah, Walder Frey right. gives a shit about what's going on. <laughs> He's more focused on slapping that eight-year-old booty. Right, and it was so much fun to hear <laughs> it sort of shift from, oh, this family is so great, to it wasn't it great when you like stabbed that pregnant woman and everybody's like, Huh? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, uh, well, I mean, that was all right. Yeah, I guess. you really—I don't, don't like to talk about it so much. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> what did you guys think? That one in the family. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was. It was great. Um, I, you know, I I knew it would be. I wasn't like, oh, they better not mess this up. You know, I have <laughs> yeah. confidence that uh, this show will pretty much always be. In fact, that I mean, yeah. Come to think of it, I've never watched an episode where I was like, "Eh, I know." All right, I mean, they're right. always just. I mean, the so closest to that good. for me is uncomfortable because of how much shit somebody had to go through. Yeah. It, oh well. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But um, oh, yeah. never felt like an artistic failure or you know a boring episode or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Definitely. I loved it. I thought you know it was. Uh, after watching season six, those last few episodes, starting with the door, which is amazing, Ugh. and then um, the whole battle of the bastards, and the it, Tower of Joy mixed in there, yeah, yeah, revelations and stuff. Ugh. Then you get to this, and uh, in, in a little bit, it feels like okay, we're reset now. We're we're you know back to one of those beginning season episodes where we're laying the chess pieces around the board a little bit, which is totally fine, but it just felt like a little bit of a, um, you know, it's one of the quieter episodes, even though a whole like room of people were poisoned to death and tons of shit happened. <laughs> it's still for right. game of Thrones feels a little tons bit like a, a setting the table episode, which is great. I mean, I, I really loved it. Yeah. Especially um, like very, very uh, place setting or table setting. They're like rearranging the chess board a little bit and uh, it's like so much happened, but not with a lot of action. You know, there's yeah. a lot of plot development. Intrigue and entertainment. Yeah. And yeah. Not at all feeling like spinning their wheels or anything like that. 
Oh no. <laughs> and you know, the hugest moment for me is Danny Daenerys finally getting to Westeros. Mm-hmm. Woof. I mean, I, I get after, you know, right around season three, I'm like, come on, really? I mean, is this ever going to happen? And then after a while, I kind of accepted, okay, it'll happen in its own time. And now it's finally here. So that's really cool. Marinese <laughs> knot has been untied. <laughs> I don't know what that oh, means, man. but I'll. People uh, refer to her being stuck <laughs> in Marine and like this oh, sort of got conundrum yes, and yeah. problem as the Marinese knot. Right. And she just wow. said, uh, you handle it, boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, let, so let's get into the top three. Um, who wants to go first? Melanie. How about Melissa? Uh, I do. <laughs> um, God, where do I begin? Um, I mean, we kind of just, uh, went over it a little bit, but my, that what I wrote down is, of course, I said, I need face-swapping abilities. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, I know we just pretty much talked about it, but that whole scene was just like, oh, man. Um, I just, I don't know. I think last, was it last season? We kind of left with, with the end of the show. It was kind of like, is she getting too evil? Like, she basically fed him his sons in a pie, a meat pie oh, or whatever. Yeah, she's like, they're right here. Where? But then, right I don't know. I mean, he, he kind of deserved it. That's something about this show is kind of like, I don't, yeah. I'm starting to question my own, like, <laughs> am I evil? Um, <laughs> but like that, just that whole scene and the way, you know, I mean, as we just said, I instantly knew it was her and I was just like waiting for the moment. I'm like, okay, is it the wine? Like, what is she going to, you know, where, where are these guys? Where's everybody going to die? And, you know, she tells the little servant girl not to drink the wine of course mm. and i don't know i just thought that was a very exciting way it just took off running i think she told the servant girl um in part because she's a girl and innocent that was probably a yeah. huge part of it but also she wanted to leave somebody behind to tell everyone Witness, what happened yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well i was gonna say that servant girl i'm sure has just you know good lord been through enough yeah, poisoner. right. But uh, yeah, I think that it is sort of the point that she's getting really dark and that's and it was really interesting and and great to see her actually acting like a normal person again with the, um, the kickback cool Lannister soldiers later on. Yeah, right. It's How such about a contrast. That? I personally give myself permission to just totally revel in vengeance with the show <laughs> that oh, in a way yeah, that I wouldn't in too. real life, but uh, yep. necessarily. But um. I also think that it's interesting that Jon Snow said, you know, I don't blame somebody's son for something that they did, you know, meaning I'm not going to disown or or turn these houses into enemies now that their leaders are dead. I'll give them a chance to come back. And that sort of applies here. You know, Arya is a contrast because she's just killing all the phrase. But then again, they all had a pretty direct hand in killing their family members. Yeah, right. So there's that. (laughs) (laughs) The yeah. Of the father. Yeah. Um, that was just a really. I mean, it was just a great way to start the show. <laughs> yeah. Was it the uh, the final scene of last year with Arya killing Walder Frey? Was it the, yeah. uh, the final e- moment? Was it? So, e- no, it- the final moment was them like on the boat. Was Daenerys? Oh, and- right, right. With That's the right. Yeah. And the yeah. Thousand Targaryen ships. Yeah, and right. you you saw I think to uh, Cersei on the throne after the Frey scene. I think. But then it went to the right. ships, yeah. 
So how long yeah. is a fortnight? Two weeks, I think. Oh, God, I used to Okay, know. Yeah, so that's like... about how long Arya ruled the twins. <laughs> that's how long, right? yeah. Because she killed, yeah, she killed Walder Frey after the first feast. Oh, um, good, because I was wondering how much then, time uh, passed. Because things like Jamie yeah. saying, we never talked about Tommen and different things. Plus, everybody <laughs> no, seemed well, to have a winter wardrobe change. Like, oh, Gregor Clegane is suddenly in dark right. armor, which is badass. And scary. Even Daenerys and also Cersei, they both had like dark, dark. Yeah, I noticed that too. And uh, I was surprised to see Daenerys. You guys are bringing up like all my. Well, we'll 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 get into it. We'll get into it. But (laughs) Euron had this like fashion show going on. Um, Euron. But yeah, he totally looked like a glam rocker or something. But I just wanted to mention so that uh, scene with Arya. It was it was a cold open. Uh, for people who care about this kind of stuff, that's only been done five times before on the show. And four of those were also episode ones of the season, like the very first season when we saw some stuff North of the wall with the whites and the, and the white walkers and season five cold open with Cersei um, as a child going to visit Maggie, Maggie, the the woods, Witch. but the only other one uh, that wasn't was when the hound was revealed to be alive. (laughs) And I read, they did that in season six because they didn't want you to see his name in the credits and have it ruined. Oh, <laughs> nice. Oh man. Hound's awesome. But yeah. So uh, one thing about this scene is she says I've gathered, uh, cause I was thinking, what about the phrase over at river run? Cause they <laughs> occupy that. And can somebody, you know, is there a line of succession? Will somebody step up and be the Lord? But then when I watched the second time, I noticed that as Walder, she said, I've gathered every fray who means a damn thing so I can tell you my plans for this great house. So I think the now point the is, come. yeah, they're wiped. <laughs> yeah. And later in the episode, Jamie says, you know, all the phrase are dead. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So the phrase are dead. And then the best, my favorite part of this whole thing was when she said, leave one wolf alive and the sheep are never safe. Yeah, I wrote that down too. Because usually when you think of wolves in relation to the Starks, it's like a noble beast. But when you think of wolves and sheep, it takes on a different connotation. And I think that's great for Arya now. (laughs) Yeah, predatory, herding, controlling. like Mm. Yeah, and dangerous and killing. Oh yeah, lurking. (laughs) (laughs) And she's on her way to get Cersei now, apparently. Yeah, dude, that was so crazy. She just outright said it. Like, I know. Kill the queen. I know, and then they're like, ha, 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 ha. And she's like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, because who would no, think? Really. You know? It's a good thing they Oh, laughed. and that was Ed Sheeran, by the way. I'm sure you guys caught that. I was like, that voice sounds, it, it was interesting because it sounded like kind of far off, kind of a Celtic, you know, uh, the era, but it also had this like real pretty fanciness to it that sounded <laughs> modern. And then they showed him and I was like, I, I knew it. What a lucky bastard. See, I I had no idea. And, uh, you know, I didn't even think twice about it. I was just sitting there being weirded out that these soldiers were actually being nice because it's so rare to find a nice person on Game of Thrones. And when somebody is being nice, I'm afraid right. someone's about to get killed. They're going to die. Yeah. yeah, usually the soldiers tend to be pretty rapey. And then, uh, <laughs> rapey. So, yeah, like the rapey. pirates. And, but then no, I heard right. that, yeah. you know, people online were saying, oh, it was so conspicuous. Well, I think that's more true for people who know what, what he looks like. Yeah, it was not to me at all either. 
And then I found out that he sings, uh, what's that song? Uh, the shape of you. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Cause just this year I was in England with my family after a convention driving around the English countryside, listening to pop radio. And that song kept coming on and I really dig, <laughs> yeah. dig it. So I'm like, Oh cool. <laughs> yeah. I've, I honestly, this sounds horrible, but I, God, if, if one of his songs came on, I probably wouldn't know, but I just happened to have a rolling stone where or some magazine, Rolling Stone, or something where he was interviewed, and I read an interview on him, hmm. and I just remember thinking, oh, interesting, I know, but I, I don't really know his music. He's got a lovely voice. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't look at all like I thought he would based on that song. I thought he would be, look like some player. Maybe he does in real life. Yeah, no, he's a very regular-looking bloke. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's like old days of the music industry when people like weren't all like fabulous-looking and everything. I know. Processed. Like, processed <laughs> yeah. food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, basically. Well, since we're on that scene, what else about that scene? I liked the, um, you know, the speech that he was given a proper feast for proper heroes. and <laughs> Stand together. And everybody stands up. And yeah. I thought he was going to say, drink together. And everyone's going to drink together and die together. Yeah. You know what? I, <laughs> that would have been great. I, I actually thought for a minute there, I was like, is that wine? Or is that like, I mean, I guess it couldn't be as well, I don't know. I don't know how the fa- I don't know how the face swapping works, but if it could have been his, the blood of his body, like she somehow drained him, and oh. they're like, "Oh God, what is this?" Uh. And then she rips off her face. <laughs> and, Ta-da! I mean, that whole face thing—it's so got to have some. I know you're probably not supposed to um, examine it too closely, but it's got to have a magical component because she also gets the voice and uh, the the hands are gnarled yeah. and everything. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, definitely some type of magical component. What about with the Lannisters, the Lannister soldiers? Anything else about that? I thought it was interesting how when the soldier said he hopes his baby's a girl, she said, why? Kind of like, why would you want that? And he said, girls take care of their daddies or something. And yeah, girls take care of their fathers when they get old. Boys just go off to die in other men's wars. And it seems yeah, kind of like cool. maybe, I don't know, maybe um, the highborn people prefer sons because they'll be the ones by default to carry on the name. I don't know. But these yeah, days the on Game of Thrones, thing. you know, it's a, it's a woman's world or women are ruling everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it's even House Karstark, the Alice Karstark, remember right. when uh, they're talking about sending Tormund up to the East Watch by the sea? And the the next line of defense after that castle um, is the is last hearth, which is the umber seat, and carhold, which is the uh, the, the Karstark's seat, and they're both uh, they both ended up betraying House Stark. You know the Carhart the Car Karstark's left Rob Stark after he betra- after he uh, beheaded Rick uh, Rickard Karstark mm-hmm. for killing the Lannister kids, and then the Umbers betrayed the Starks and fought with the Boltons last season. Mm-hmm. They had Rick on and handed him over. Yeah, so that was interesting. I, I like the way that John handled that. I thought it was pretty smart of him. Absolutely. What did you guys think about that decision? He could tear the castle down, according mm-hmm. to um, Robert Glover. I think wanted to tear them all down. Right. Then Sansa says to give the castles to families who fought for the Starks, new families, and uh, John said to, you know, gave them another chance, basically, and let them keep their ancestral homes. What do you guys, what would you have done? I mean, um, I think John was right. And and uh, he, when he says, you know, uh, all these petty, th- basically, I'm, I don't remember exactly what he said, but these petty fights don't matter anymore. We need to unite the North against 
the well, dead. Uh, hello. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, it's funny because some anymore. of them are. Yeah, some of them are like, <laughs> we're going to take over these kingdoms. I'm like, bitches, you know, you are all going to yeah. have to come together at one point. <laughs> but there is. So that's a whole you thing. No clue. In this episode with Sansa, you know, and with Little Finger goading her on. And uh, I believed her when she said she complimented John on his leadership style because it's true he can rouse people to follow him, but she also thinks he's not smart in certain ways. And, and she says she learned a few things from Cersei, which mm-hmm. doesn't bode well for anybody. I, I don't think, <laughs> but, uh, no. she also said, you know, you got to be smarter than Rob and our father who both yeah, she learned are beheaded. From him too. Yeah. And that's a good point. I mean, if this was season two or so, and Jon Snow said that, I'd be like, you're dead, dude. You got to be ruthless on this show. It's gotten a little bit more where heroics are rewarded lately. So it's easier to get behind him. But if he died right now, I'd be really sad. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Especially after his triumphant return. Yeah. I don't think. (laughs) Well, yeah. But he's right, though. The North needs to band together. Yeah. Entire living North. (laughs) He just can't be a fool and and turn his back on anybody. I mean, he's got to find that line. Oh, Sorry. He agrees. <laughs> Maple Maple has a lot to say about that particular scene. She totally disagrees with you. Yeah, she's like, kill them. That's totally bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Destroy the castles. Kill the wise Send one. To the ground. <laughs> uh, Duncan, what's your number three? My number three is also the Arya, um, just Arya in general, and that, that first scene with Walder Frey, and, and um, looking forward to seeing her going down to King's Landing. Why do you think she chose to go to King's Landing instead of reuniting with John and and Sansa? I'm sure she heard about them being together up there, right? I think she's focused on her mission and that's basically it. Yeah. I I mean, I I think she is convinced that she's going to go there, kill the queen and lickety-split, get back to her family or not. I mean, I don't know. I feel like she's in a place where I'm sure it'd be grand to be all reunited and fight for the cause but she kind of seems like she's in a place where she's just like this is what i'm gonna do mm-hmm. and, i mean the whole last two seasons she went to bravos just so she could learn how to be an assassin just so she could come and knock all these people off of her list and that's what she's yeah. gonna do now totally and i think beric dondarian's on that list by the way what i think so Beric? because they sold gendry I don't think so because i remember i was watching an episode where she was sitting outside the house of black and white and her entire list that was left was Walder Frey, Cersei, the Mountain, and Marin Trant. And I was like, wow, there's only four left? And I was like, well, there are, you know, there are only going to be about 13 episodes left. Okay. Up, so. so now it's just Cersei and the Mountain. I think it's just those four. Like, it, it, once the series is over, who would you guys be the most sad if they're still alive? If oh, they're God. still alive? Yeah. Cersei. Uh, um let me oh gosh oh gosh golly uh, i get yeah maybe cersei although uh, yeah i guess it, i i i might, I might ponder this one throughout okay the next, yeah let me know uh, however long we're together here somewhere. i mean okay I, th- <laughs> I think for me it's it's gregor clegane oh because he's su- been such a brutal killer and rapist and are you about, wait, which one's Gregor? The mountain? Yeah. Guy? Yeah. Um, well, he's, yeah, he's like Frankens. I mean, he's like not really even well, he killed supposed to be alive. The Viper, uh, yeah, he killed 
Oberyn Martell. Oberyn, yeah, and he. Well, and who knows what he's doing to that? Uh, although now, Elliot Martell. Una, you think the, Septa Unel is still alive and being tortured? Somewhere? Oh god, the nun, Could be. the nun lady, the whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Oh. That you know, part of me it was funny because I was watching it with my friend and. I was just like, ugh, you know, I I despise this woman and she's vile, but uh, I don't know. No, I don't. This I'm not down with guy. torture. Yeah. Just kill it's, her. It's hard to. I don't yeah. even want to know what condition she's in. I know. I wonder if they're going to actually. It would. I mean, who knows? Game of Thrones. They very well might. Maybe she started up a relationship with him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they fell in love. Maybe it worked out. I doubt it. Okay, mine is great moments with no dialogue because I noticed. Oh e- yes! Even the previously on started off with quick cuts and no words, and it was just spare music, ding ding, and the wildfire explosion. Yeah. Tommen falls yeah. out the window. Cersei's on the throne. She gives Jamie a glance, and then we see Jon Snow's face, and then he talks, and then there's talking. But I just thought that <laughs> was artistically done. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Good, good call. Then uh, there's the first scene after the credits. You see this. It looks like something in the distance. You see wind and ice, and then maybe it's an army. No, it looks like a cloud. Wait, it's a storm. Yes. Wait, I see a single right. horseman, and then yep. we're enveloped by the fog. And then, oh, it's an army of White Walkers. And, and yep. three giants. Yeah, zombie oh, giants. <laughs> I know. That's uh, on my list as well. And it goes it's into like, their, God damn. his glowing blue eye resting in his decayed socket. Right. <laughs> no no the horses the horses are really gnarly it's it's really cool yes uh. they're like you know half decomposed i saw on somebody's uh facebook post it said you know he's he's a friend of mine who watches walking dead and he goes i've never seen an episode of game of thrones how about you and a lot of people are saying no me too i would be bored blah 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 and i wrote in there i go it has oh, uh the, like the best zombie sh- scenes of any tv show ever by the way and coming from you, that means something. I mean, it does. Hard home? Come on. Yeah, jeez. I just watched that episode the other day, too. That was amazing. So good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't... I think, you know, the only thing... I have talked to a few people who are sensitive to violence. Yes. And otherwise... I mean, I want to say, like, God, you would love the show because they're, you know, fantasy uh, buffs and, and love the genre of this, of this show, but... I mean, there are moments where I'm just like, oh, you know, it, it can be pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I killed her. I raped her. And I crushed her head like this. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's oh. moments in Walking Dead that are that some that are just as bad, but just not at, at as high frequency as Game of Thrones. Yeah. Prolonged. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that whole the whole that whole episode with um, Theon Greyjoy, I feel like it spanned over a couple episodes. And Ramsey. Oh, that was. I don't want to see. That was one area where I felt like that they, they fell down a bit. That was just like, oh my god, just like what, whatever you're gonna do to him, just fucking do it. I mean, it's just like, like, to, I don't know. Oh, right. God. Yeah, and that's what's happening to Septa Unella right now. But they they decided not to show it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh. oh God. Okay. Then there's. Um. It, I mean, if somebody else wants to talk about this but i want to bring it up the whole montage with sam yep <laughs> what oh, go so ahead good. take it oh it's oh just... my god <laughs> oh 
It's just brutal, man. It, there, there's soup in there. There's poop in there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. The most which genius which part of that is the soup looks just like the poop. Yeah. Right. <laughs> soup, yeah. poop, water. Soup, poop, water. Poop, soup, poop, 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 yeah. water. Soup. If, if Sam dies, <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with this <laughs> show. Try it. I'm I, done I love like, the different sounds that he was making. The... <laughs> and the... Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so good. <laughs> It was comedy. It was actually like, okay, now we have, this is maybe the first time I've felt like laughing throughout this whole entire, well, except for some Tyrion scenes, but you know, like a, yeah. It was almost like a joke the way they cut it too, because first the cuts were like, and then it was, and it just gets faster and faster and faster. And it's just shit, poop, shit, poop, soup, water, and then puke. And then there's like, turns it off as he cranks the valve shut. And that was the end of the montage. I thought that was pretty, pretty cleverly done there. And the way, the way it came in, you see that chandelier that looks like the title sequence. Yeah, and they showed that before when he first arrived at the Citadel. So they're invoking mm-hmm. that again with the same kind of wondrous music. Oh, he found his place. And then you see him restacking books and it's like, oh, it's not quite as glorious as he'd hoped. But we haven't seen anything. Less. Yeah, it just gets worse <laughs> and worse. He grabs a bedpan and there's moaning and then gagging. And and he, that guy is like. <laughs> and he, we'd already seen him puke when he got seasick. So. Yeah, then there's runny shit everywhere and uh, scraping yeah. bed pans and <laughs> serving. And, then, and sad looks on his face. Gagging. And then, yeah, the sounds, like you said, it got, you know, there's murmuring and gagging. And, and then it got faster and faster. And I actually have a recording of it because I just thought it was so brilliant. I'm going to play about uh, 30 oh, seconds nice. of it here. Here it goes. Okay. <laughs> You know what it reminds me of? How to Basic on YouTube. You guys ever see that? Uh-uh. Look up How to Basic, and uh, you'll okay. you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I was in. I was thinking, I was like, God, is that what it takes to become a maester? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I guess you really have to put in the dirty work. Uh, yeah, you know. Jenny and I were laughing, like, oh, even in ner- in a nerdy place, Sam gets treated like shit. But I, I really think it's <laughs> more like working in Hollywood or something where you have to. I mean, anywhere really, but depends Total on the industry. Start from the bottom. Yeah, and we're, and you got to pay your dues, and that's what he's doing. And I right. think even though maybe he's not there, he's there more to learn how to fight the white walkers than actually be a maester but um right he's got a st- and i'm sure the guy who used to have to handle all the bedpans was happy to see him coming and yeah take over totally. here you go buddy oh. <laughs> sucks to be you new guy yeah <laughs> 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And it just seems so creatively joyous. I, I love that they can still find that in uh, in the filmmaking of the show, even though they have this responsibility of the weight and scope of this giant story to take care of. Mm. Yeah, and I liked how they mixed in little shots of him looking at that locked gate in there every once yeah. in a while. So it's like horror, horror food, horror, horror water, mm. mystery, horror. <laughs> <laughs> My goal. Wonder. Yeah. And then the last one that was a no dialogue moment was when Danny gets to Dragonstone yes. at the end. Oh. And she lands, uh, she's gazing at it with awe, and then she yeah. hits the shore and puts her hands down, and then she walks into the throne room, which I thought looked totally cool, way better than that pyramid, that dreary. I oh, yeah. decided that if I ever had a throne, it would it would probably be more like that, like yeah. very earthen, Natural. you know. Natural. Do you guys know what that throne is called by any chance? I I do not. No. I, 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 Dragonstone like the... throne. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dragon yeah. throne. Dragon throne. Yeah. It's like the Dragon uh, sea stone chair at a pike um, for the Greyjoys. Then you have the Iron Throne. Then there's I don't know. There's other ones. Yeah, I try. I've almost yeah, looked that up, but and then but I do know there's the chamber of the painted table, which is where Stannis used to make plans, and now she goes That's in. Brief. It's carved like uh, King's Landing, and then she yeah. goes, shall we begin, which is a great way to end an episode with the line, shall we begin? And uh, on yeah. one hand, I'm like, man, she didn't waste any time. She goes right into the planning room at Starks, right. but then again, it's season seven, and that's how long it's taken. So <laughs> I liked at the beginning when she first steps on shore and she puts her hand in the sand, you know, when you're like building a foundation of something or laying cement. Oftentimes you, kids will like put their handprint in her or like write something in it. You know, I felt like she was like beginning her dynasty and mm-hmm. that was like marking the foundation with her handprint um, when she put it in there. I also think, I mean, that's their ancestral home and this show is all about um, property and uh, right ge- geography. And so this is like... Home, I'm home again. I want to such touch convenient down. timing uh, for Stannis to abandon the castle I know. In the north. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because that's um, it's the you know when Aegon the Conqueror arrived from I can't remember where he arrived from ancient Valerian, old Valyria. Um, he uh, you know they landed at Dragonstone and he built the uh, that that castle and so that castle sort of represents the Targaryen dynasty in a way and. Um, much like the uh, the dynasty ended about twenty years ago when Daenerys left, 
um, she finds, you know, she returns back to King's Landing and there's, there's, you know, dust settling over the remains of the Targaryen dynasty and it's being ruled by different people. And I felt like the, the castle sort of symbolized the, the Targaryen dynasty just sitting there waiting with dust settling all over it. And she kind of came in and is going to revive it. And that last line, shall we begin, sort of, you know, is talking about her revitalizing or re-sparking the, the Targaryen uh, dynasty, basically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. So cool. So what do you think they're going to do? I mean, Dragonstone Island is at the entrance of the Bay, the Blackwater Bay, Bay of Blackwater, which if you follow it, it goes right to King's Landing. So is that where she'll go first? Just go right to the heart? Oh, man. <laughs> that is a good question. That would be so hardcore if she did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's one how strategy. Many, um, I should probably know this, but how many episodes? So, are they splitting the last this last season? It's just season seven, seven right? and then six for the season eight, six episodes. Oh, but there's okay, uh, talk that well, they might all be feature length for season eight, like eighty minutes or more. Oh, I hope so. I know. Yeah, so if if they're all eighty minutes, that would put it at eight hours. Which is only twenty minutes shorter than their normal ten episode season. Mm-hmm. And how many episodes are going to be in this season? Seven, Seven in this season. Seven. And six okay. In the next. And there, oh, but I think there are right. some extra long ones in this season too, coming up. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. They're actually all above average length. Cool. Which is awesome. Yeah. That's good. The, yeah. Uh, the finale is 80, 81 minutes. All right. Let's move along. So, Melissa, what do you have? Number two. I just um you know we uh, again we kind of all got started on it but um i thought i called him uncle Greyjoy because i couldn't remember his name <laughs> apparently it's euron yeah <laughs> um and i was just noticing in this episode that the costumes the wardrobes were i mean they've, they've always been amazing it's always you know like wow cool but there was some good looking flashiness going on uncle Greyjoy. <laughs> Yeah, he looked, looked very like literally like he just rolled off like the rock and roll shit. Yeah, <laughs> he just got off the music video set. He almost looked like he was in a modern fashion show to me. He could have been. Yeah, I I kind of liked it. Yeah, I kind cool. it was kind of hot. It fit his personality. Yeah, you like. I think it, it was his cool. Personality. I think the uh, the pattern sort of like took me out of the moment of the for for a split second though because I was like that looks too like modern and like right. You know, but I thought it looked really cool for sure. It was definitely very rock and roll. Yeah. And then I, uh, and also the mountain, his armor, like there was just some distinct changes that were like, wow. And I was thinking about how much fun it would be to be the costume designer for this show. A lot um, of pressure. <laughs> the funnest. I know, right? The most yeah. fun, I think. The I mean, most I'm sure fun. it's a ton of work and Absolutely. probably stressful as shit. Yeah, I always think that this show has like the coolest wardrobe of any yeah. show. Really, mm-hmm. the armor is always amazing. The Kingsguard it's... armor is super cool. That new Lannister, or it's not like new armor. We saw it some last season, but uh, that that Lannister armor they were all hanging around in the campfire with that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just so much work that goes into the detail, and um, yeah. I also was uh, joking with my friend that. Uncle Greyjoy, <laughs> kind of, he's a little bit like uh, crazy, crazy eyes. Is it crazy eyes? Uh, Orange is a new black. 
He's a little bit like the Game of Thrones character, her character. That's funny. I've never seen that. Oh, okay. Well, if you haven't seen I don't get it. You don't. Just because he's kind of could go any way at any moment kind of thing. He's kind of erratic, and the way he was talking just seemed like, yeah, I don't know. A little like manic. Yeah, he was, I mean, he, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I don't really like him at all. Fun to watch, but though. he was really, yeah, I was really engaged in his character. And what does he say at one point to Cersei? He's, like, basically talking shit about Jamie Lannister, and he says, "You, I don't know, you need a man with, like, two good hands or something. Yo, yeah, like, that's that right. Extent. I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh I didn't God. understand why you did since that. Since I was I young, it. you know, since I was young, <laughs> I always wanted to marry the most beautiful woman in the world. So here I am with two good hands. <laughs> and then he, she's like, why should I trust you? You killed your brother. And he's like, you should try it. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> the looks Jamie was giving yeah. him was priceless. Yeah. Like he was just on a roll, basically. Mm-hmm. And then she said she wouldn't marry him. And he's like, looks genuinely shocked. Why not? <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah. I thought that whole scene was, was, uh, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was, it was good because I don't like him at all, but I found myself attracted to his character mm-hmm. not like necessarily in a good way but i was just like oh i i want to see more of this guy <laughs> and yet i don't you that's know? the kind of guy that would end up in real life being your boyfriend in three months <laughs> I know. and all my friends would be like what the fuck is she doing with him he grows on you <laughs> and i i love him <laughs> so much <laughs> you don't understand him like i do <laughs> anyways <laughs> You slipped into oh, your Missouri. Missouri came out, I know. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, so he says he's going to go get a gift. And uh, I read something about what that might be, but I think we should save it for after the podcast in a bit more of a spoilery section. Cause I, oh, you think it might be book spoilery? Yeah, I bet you might have an idea, Duncan, from the books. I don't know. but <clears throat> I, have a, I have an idea. I just thought w- w- before I read that that he was going to go defeat one of her enemies and bring back his head or something. Yeah, I was going to ask if you guys thought it might be something we've already heard of or know about, or if it might be a new element. I I had no I yeah I was like I have no idea. Yeah, because everything about this guy is basically a mystery. We know nothing about mm-hmm. what he knows, where he's been. So I imagine right. it's going to be something new to the story. Right. Or, and know. it's it uh, was it in this episode or an episode recently where somebody was saying we don't or to Arya. What story? Fuck, I don't remember. But we don't know what's to the to the west beyond. Right. And uh, you know, I want to go find out. Yeah, she someday. was asking. She's like, "What's beyond Westeros? What's west of Westeros?" No one knows. But I th- I get the feeling Euron maybe knows, or you know, he's been places that we haven't even heard Nobody's about. Been. Yeah, he cl- Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be interesting. Hmm. Very intriguing character. Okay, my number. Well, I, it's just more stuff about um, Sam at the Citadel because there's a lot there. And I really liked that, for one thing, this Archmaester guy reasons out quickly that Sam is probably telling the truth about having seen White Walkers. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah. oh, smart people. They're thinking. You know, he's like, Tales of the Long Night <laughs> can't be pure fabrication. Too many similarities from unconnected sources. So. Yep, and the most simple explanation for your fervent, you know, obsession with the White Walkers is that you actually have seen them. <laughs> right. Oh, cool. But then he's like, we've had all these events in our history, horrible events, and we've always gotten through them, and the wall still stands. So, 
that right. means it probably still will. And I'm like, yeah, but oh. the the flaw in that reasoning is that those events did not turn out all right by everybody being complacent. They turned out because people fought and did stuff, and that's what Sam's trying to do right now, and you're stopping him. So I'm right. smarter than the Archmaester because... I just oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I, I am, am. so there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and that you you would have an extra chain. <laughs> that guy is Jim Broadbent, who was uh, what's his name, Professor Slughorn. Sounds familiar in Harry Potter, and huh. he, uh, he let young Voldemort into the restricted area of the Hogwarts library to learn how oh. to make horcruxes. Oh. Damn. And now he's stopping Sam from going into the restricted area. So I think that might be like a nod <laughs> and a wink there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Good cat. Good catch. Yeah. I think I read that online. So I didn't, I didn't notice it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, good find. Then. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't know nothing about that. All right, let's take a moment and pause for our sponsor. Now, many of you who have uh, listened to our other podcast probably can guess because this is my favorite sponsor. But um, those of you who are new will find out about it, and they are Fracture. Fracture is a company that will take your photo and print it directly on dragon glass. No, I'm just kidding. They <laughs> it's yes. so cool. No, they print it on regular glass and it's really vivid and it's ready to hang. So it's so easy to do. You send your photo, you upload your photo, and then you get this package in the mail and it looks beautiful and it features your best photo, whatever you sent, and then you just hang it up. Um, it's what you do with your really special pictures, I would say. Our Walking Dead cast listeners have really loved this. We've gotten tons of email, more than any other thing that we've ever sponsored about it. You know, and I love when they send the pictures that they actually had done. You guys have both had some done. Yeah. So have I. Indeed. I love them. I feel like there's like sort of a fiber optic quality with them, like how the light kind of enters through the side of the glass and shines from behind the image sort of and like creates that glow feel that you were talking yeah. about. Yeah. Cool. Almost illuminated. So there's yeah. a summer sale right now. You can save 20% through August 2nd. It's the biggest discount they have all year, except maybe Black Friday, but nothing is certain about that. So grab this while you can. If you use a summer sale at checkout, you'll get that. And there's a summer photo contest where you can win a $500 Fracture gift card. And wow. Yeah, and the theme is stay cool, and they want to use your best summer-inspired photos. They say, take the dog swimming and get a gnarly underwater shot, host a pool party, and capture your kids eating watermelon while laughing at the fact that it's all over their faces. So <laughs> stuff like that. So submissions are open from Thursday, uh, well, from now until Wednesday, August 2nd. And the photo with the most votes online will be the winner. It will be announced Thursday, August 3rd. It's $500. I would love it if one of you guys, one of you Gamer Microphones listeners won. To enter this, you go to FractureMe.com, F-R-A-C-T-U-R-E-M-E.com, and click the link for the contest. It's really easy to find. And if you want to get a Fracture, go to FractureMe.com slash podcast and there'll be a list of podcasts that they sponsor choose game of microphones and then you can still use that summer sale code at checkout for 20 percent discount so that's fractureme.com slash podcast thanks fracture hey fracture, Thank you, fracture. <laughs> 
Okay, number <laughs> one, Melissa. My is it my turn? Sure. Well, <laughs> you know, I'll just have this. There was just so much. There's just so much to this uh, episode, but um, I know. You know, I guess my number one is just kind of how it ended, and I, I don't know why it just dawned on me. I guess maybe because I was like, wow, there's really only two more seasons of this, so, you know. Daenerys is home and she has no idea, or does she, that she's standing on a bunch of dragonstone and that's basically what it's going to take to fight the White Walkers, which half of yeah, them... Yeah, she's got dragons and dragons. And half of them aren't even aware that this is an issue. So I guess my, <clears throat> I'm just like, I don't know, I'm just, this episode really set like this, you know, sucking in of like, oh God, how is this all going to wrap up? How are they, how are the hell are, is this all going to go down? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, in general, the whole, the whole episode was very exciting and I'm glad, I'm glad I can't binge watch this show. I'm glad that it's a, you have to wait every week type of thing because it's, it's nice to savor what's going on here as opposed to like, and it takes some time to absorb. It's so, yeah, again, I wish that I would have had a chance to watch the episode again because um, there's just so many things that are so cool. Um, and the Hound, it was really great to see. All, all your favorites are back and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're still dealing with characters from the very beginning, which is pretty great considering yeah. how many people have died, died. on the show. Exactly. I got a cool idea um, when you mentioned the dragon glass under Dragonstone that, um, you know, Sam is going to send an, a raven to John to let him know that Dragonstone has dragon glass. And then John is going to hear that Daenerys is there. So he's going to send a raven to her asking for her help. And so Daenerys is going to go north with dragon glass to conquer the whites and everything um, at some point, I, I guess. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know if it'll be before or after King's Landing. I was thinking something similar that maybe, because I don't think we've ever heard Daenerys talk about White Walkers or be introduced to that. I don't know if Tyrion, I don't think yeah. they really know anything about that yet. Right. But, um, right. so she's focused on conquering, but I, I was, so I was thinking maybe Jon Snow would go to Dragonstone, but I, I really think that these two are going to get together at some point as a couple. Jon Snow and Daenerys? Yeah, his aunt Daenerys. His, his aunt. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's really? what I think. Huh, I wonder. I mean, we've had so many brothers and sisters. That seems fairly tame. Yeah, I mean, it is it's it's really uh, common in the Targaryens. Yeah, yeah like Danny was, you know, originally planned to uh, marry Viserys. Right. Her brother. But I don't know. I mean, I can see it happening. as uh, uh, Sam actually mentioned, Stannis had told him that there was dragon glass at Dragonstone already. He didn't probably know there right. was a whole mountain of it. But um, I don't know how much people are aware of that. Maybe they haven't been paying attention. But uh, I looked it up, and apparently, dragon glass is nothing more than obsidian. Obsidian, yeah, which is yeah. volcanic glass, and I guess the Valerian term for it is translated as uh, frozen fire so that's appropriate yeah. for killing white walkers but it's brittle and it's not you know it's not good for weapons because it breaks it's sh- yeah it's sharp but it yeah, breaks. yeah. Um, maori tribesmen use it to line the edges of their weaponry things yeah 
Wow. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Duncan, number one. All right. Mine is the bloody hound meets his bloody maker. Looking into the fire. Yeah, so, you know, the hound, um, he sort of was a regular little old kid um, until his brother held his face in the fire to punish him for stealing one of his toys, which he was really just playing with. And that's uh, Yeah, see, I really want him dead. Him up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, he might already be dead. <laughs> even deader. Even more dead. <laughs> uh, second death. But, uh, yeah, so, the, you know, fire sort of created the hound and and sparked his mindset and put him the way he is. Guard for so life. he's always been terrified of it. Yeah, literally. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, throughout the seasons, there's been times where he's had to deal with fire, like the first time that he, you know, when he met the Brotherhood Without Banners and fought Beric Dondarrion and... Beric had the flaming sword and it burned his arm and he was all freaked out. And then after Biter bites him on the on the neck and Arya try offers to burn out the wound for him to get rid of like the infection and he won't let her and it you know plays a big role in his downfall. It weakens him to the point where Brienne takes him out basically. So he's terrified of fire at Blackwater Bay. You know it, it's, he quit. King's Landing, period, because of Blackwater Bay and all the wildfire. wildfire. Um, fuck the king. <laughs> so uh, it was really interesting. You know, he's like, oh, like figures I get stranded with a band of fire worshippers. And out of all the people in this whole story, like the one person who's most like, like, like against averse to, to fire has, it turns out that he's, connected to it somehow he 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 meets his maker and confronts the fire face on and and it turns out that you know he finds god basically in that moment the, the lore the red mm-hmm. god and um he's somebody who's sensitive to being able to read visions from the flames even beric seemed stunned at that moment um, when he you know started seeing the wall and describing what he was seeing in the fire and it's just, it's just super poetic that he's been spending his whole life trying to avoid fire. And the answers were all right there. Amazing gift, yeah, like the whole time. Just, it was a great scene, just a, sort of. Uh, for one thing, Barrick, you know, he's like, "Why do you get to come back to life so many times?" And he's like, "I, I yeah, ask nothing, myself that all the time. Special. I don't know." Right. <laughs> and he's like, "I've known you for a long time, Barrick. So there's always found you very dull." <laughs> contemplation going on there, and. And yeah, and the hound has this newfound uh, vulnerability and purpose for good. So it's a transformation in his life. And there's, it's like, I found a parallel with Daenerys almost, who is reborn in the fire as a mother of dragons. And now the hound, you know, he was reborn as the hound in fire to start, but now reborn again as like the hound plus who can <laughs> read yeah who can like read the visions of relore and uh yeah i'm just really wondering how it's going to affect him and what mm. he's going to accomplish but not only was he like reborn in with this experience but he seems to be reborn as a person as well and in the way he sees the world and the way he views life and people and um it was really intense to you know, for him to arrive at this cabin 
where he had, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, it was season four, I believe, um, when he had Arya and they were on their way to the Eyrie and they find this little farm and there's an elderly guy and his daughter and they're by themselves and they ask for food. And so they go in and they're eating this cabbage soup that the daughter made and the hound is just like a beast and he's spilling everywhere and being completely rude and Arya is like trying to cover for him like, like oh, he's, you know, That's he's right. a little crazy. I was trying but, to remember. You know, <laughs> I was trying to remember why we should remember them. <laughs> right. So the uh, the farmer had said, you know, like, I don't, we're all alone. We're going to need, uh, like, a st- some strong hands around to, uh, for the, you know, to work the cro- the fields and shit, essentially. And you know, he says, I have a little stash of silver, honest pay for honest work. And the hound agrees, and Arya is surprised by that. But then it turns out when he busts out the silver, the hound just bops him on the head and, you know, leaves him on the ground wondering what the hell just happened and takes the silver and leaves. And Arya's like, what the fuck, man? Like, you know, you trusted us. Why are you, why are you doing this? Yeah. And his don't explanation at the time. Yeah. Don't be a dick, <laughs> dude. Don't be like your bro. Um, so his explanation at the time was, you know, this guy's weak. He does, he's unprotected. Like if we don't take the silver, somebody else is just going to come in and take it anyway. Right. You know, like he's not going to, he's not going to keep it. Winter's coming, you know, but finding them starved to death and killed, killing it themselves, um, if I'm wondering, you know, maybe if they had that silver, they could have survived. Mm. <laughs> and I think he felt yeah. really bad about oh, it. Oh, yeah. That's, you know? he, he, that's what he thinks, I'm sure. Really, really bad about <laughs> the it. The Hound yeah. Plus no. did not feel good about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the Hound, man. He's like my favorite character. You've think, always said so. that, yeah. So yeah, you... I'm, I'm just really excited to seeing him, you know, on his trans, on his uh, redemption arc, mm-hmm. right? Having well, some progress. So he sees a vision in the fire, and it's a castle, and uh, uh, apparently that's castle east, at the end of the wall. Yeah, East Watch by the Sea, which is where John sent Tormund to Sending guard Tormund. this episode. Yeah, and so it seems like if his vision comes true, there's going to be a battle up there with White Walkers and Tormund, and probably the Hound fighting, mm. and. He also saw a mountain shaped like an arrowhead, and I wondered if that right. referred to his brother. His, his, his new uh, helmet looks kind of like yeah. an arrowhead. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so maybe, you know, um, he'll... I mean, I, we got to see a fight to the death between those two before oh, this is over. God. Clegane Bowl, people call it. What is it? Clegane Bowl. That's, that's <laughs> what the fandom refers to it as. <laughs> people have been hoping for it for years. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I you know it could happen, or Arya could come in and like take him out. It'd be like right. the mountain versus the ant, <laughs> the tiny little creature right. versus the biggest dude ever. Would Arya take out the hound? No, the hound is off her list. Okay. Um, I forgot. And, yeah, she uh, she did not kill him when she had the opportunity. Um, she later told the faceless men that. Um, he was no longer on her list at that point. Oh, right. Okay. And she had said, I hate mm-hmm. the hound. And, and uh, Jack and kept whacking her with a stick and saying, you lie. You lied to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so she she ended up developing feelings for the hound. Be cool if they ran into each other. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I hope they do. Absolutely. And I do think that there's going to be some reason why the Lord of Light, or why Bar- Dar- Dondarian has been brought back. Um, right, and uh, the Lord of Light as well saved Sandor that time in the duel um, when he fought Beric for his freedom. Uh, 
So at that point, Barak had said to him, you know, the Lord of Light still has a purpose for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just found out one, you know, more clue to that, that he's connected with the this R'hllor somehow. Mm-hmm. And, so. <laughs> and it's about, I think it's about fighting the dead too. I think. Yeah, it's gotta be. Mm-hmm. Gotta be. All right. My turn? I think so. Let's see. Mine is uh, Sansa. So I think her story right now is as interesting or more than it ever has been to me. It's also kind of tragic because I see these uh, tendencies creeping in that are similar to what we've seen with all the rulers on this show where they let their neuroses get to them and they Mm -hmm. start thinking deviously. Although if you look at it from her point of view, she did, if it wasn't for her, uh, he, you know, John would have lost the Battle of the Bastards probably. And Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It was over. And he's not giving her much credit for that, at least from what we can see. Also, right. she's, you know, they don't know anything about his true lineage. So from what they know, she could say she has more of a claim on Winterfell than he does. And so she kind of has a point about all that. Um, but, you know, I don't think it's very good to just publicly undermine him i think it would be better to right i mean in his defense he he prepared the lord's chambers of winterfell for her right you know said that you're the stark um and she's you know responded said you're you'll always be a stark to me mm-hmm. anyway you know? that's right but yeah it's one thing to be lord of winterfell but it's another thing entirely to be king of king in the north which is what john is he just happens to live at Winterfell. yeah Right. Well, I mean, I think she's starting to, with with Littlefinger's help, feel unsatisfied with the situation. And yeah, totally. <laughs> and, I, and I really think that the future is not going to be very bright for for these two. I think no. they're going to become more and more split because of these feelings that she's having because it's Game of Thrones. And why would they put it in there if it was right. going to turn out okay? You know, <laughs> you're bumming me out, yeah. man. And she's interested. She's admiring Cersei. Uh, when she said that, oh, I learned a lot from her. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing I really caught, thought was interesting and kind of funny almost was when she was, you know, talking back in the big meeting and saying, well, no, you should do this. And, uh, you know, uh, w- w- that's treason. Shouldn't there be a punishment for treason? And he looked right at her and he goes, the punishment for treason is death. Yeah. <laughs> almost like he was talking to her, you know. Yeah, small John Umber died on the battlefield. (laughs) And so did Rickard Karstark. It it almost feels like, you know, lately we've got Cersei, Daenerys, Lady Elena, Elena from Dorne. Is that her name from Dorne? Elena? Um, uh, uh, It's Ilaria. Ilaria. Don't ask me. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) you know, Yara Greyjoy. I mean, it feels like if she is sort of missing out on this new wave of women leaders. So that feels a little, it's really interesting. It is all women everywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All women everywhere. All the time. Sign me up. (laughs) That sounds awesome. So I'm, I'm, you know, I, like I say, like I, I get Melissa, I'm like, Oh no, I don't want this to go bad. But uh, it's also really interesting to me and fascinating. And what, what do you think the dynamic between Littlefinger uh and Sansa I mean 
I think, I mean, she said in this episode, I know exactly what he wants. And he even told her, you know, he liked to see them together on the throne. Right. But Mm -hmm. the thing is, maybe she would go, well, I don't really trust him or like him, but he's very capable. And maybe if I really want that, I should join up with him. I know. I wonder. I wonder if that's, I was like, huh. Mm -hmm. I was feeling an odd chemistry between them. And she still doesn't know that it was basically because of little finger that set off everything in motion that got her father killed. Right. I don't th- so I yeah, feel like there's still a reckoning that. to come about that. Liza, Liza had sort of said it in front of her um, before Peter pushed her out the ma- the moon door. You know, she was like, you gave me the, the liquid and told me to put it in John's drink. And he's like, you know, shut up. Sansa's <laughs> <laughs> standing there. <laughs> the next day on the yeah. And I don't think she really uh, caught it. But uh, yeah, man. So, it's, it Sansa. also reminds me. Um, yeah, Sansa seems to subscribe to the uh, the ends justify the means at this point. Like, yeah, Peter Baelish had convinced her to um, to you know Ram- marry Ramsay, so that she would end up you know back in Winterfell and taking her home back essentially, and she lived through hell to do that. Mm. Um, but but now. In comparison, you know, sticking with Baelish to get the Iron Throne probably wouldn't be quite as painful as uh, being with Ramsay to get her home back. So in comparison, the ends justifying the means, the means might be a lot easier for her in that case to uh, to roll with. Yeah. And do you think she could actually trust him to keep her around? He seems to have an affection for Tully women. Yeah, you know. <laughs> his whole like his whole yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, he's always been obsessed with her cat. Right. I mean, I had a horrible thought the other day. What if at the end of this little fingers on the throne and that's the end of the series? <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, dun, 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 I can't dun, dun, dun. what? <laughs> I can't fault any ending really. I'm sure they would all be good for some reason or another. Right. I, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Baelish, Peter Baelish. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's let's do uh, what what have we not covered? I mean, I loved they they're keeping going with this whole Tormund Brienne thing. Yeah, it's always funny to see the the grins on Tormund, and he's like, "You're a lucky man." Yeah, he (laughs) knocks Podrick flat on his ass, and I wish that could be me. (laughs) What about um, Cersei summons John to? Go to King's Landing. Yeah. What do you think the odds of that are? Yeah, I know. Well, right? I mean, I guess you know she didn't. Sansa didn't really make it explicit, but I think she was saying maybe it's not such a bad idea. And I think if he could do it really quick, that would be the same arrangement that his father had. Although it's a different ruler over there, so. Um, you mean Ned? Yeah, he he had that with Robert. Well, his arrangement was to go serve as hand. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, he pledged his loyalty. He, he, you know, so they knew that up in the north right. they weren't planning to usurp the Seven Kingdoms. It reminds me. Um, it reminds me of when Cat was trying to tell Ned not to go to uh, King's Landing in season one. She tells him, you know, your brother and father rode south at the demands of a king, and they never came back. Right. Um, yeah. We Bad we learned that that's a good point. Yeah, they were killed by the Mad King. Um, and and Ned never came back either. So exactly, sure Ned never that. came back either. He rode south at the demand of a king. Never came back. So 
Don't do it, John. Yeah. <laughs> don't at least don't do it their style. You're right. Um, I liked that Cersei knows about Daenerys and even about Tyrion. That was cool. And yeah, she knew about the Dothraki horde and the Unsullied. It's just for some reason it was cool to hear her talk about all that stuff, and that they have enemies yeah. all around the Tyrells to the west, Dorne to the south. <laughs> she's like she's like our little brother who killed our son and our father yeah. and now yeah. he's got an army and he's coming for us and jamie just kind of like you know like, what can i say <laughs> and then, yeah i like how she was like are you afraid of me and it kind of like, seems oh. like jamie is getting a little bit like mm-hmm. turned off by sister yeah she uh she <laughs> said you know like you've been quiet awful quiet since you came back are you mad at me and he's like not mad you know not mad like Implying he's something, probably disgusted. Right. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Freaked or something. Yeah, and she's like, "Are you scared of me?" And he's like, "Should I be?" Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. One thing I learned in this episode is that a top knot is a way to conceal balding. I never thought about that before. Oh, oh I know. I was like, "Why is he calling him oh, bald? He's got he a said. bunch of hair." <laughs> it's all. You can't fool me with that top knot, fucking cunt. <laughs> the man bun. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, they're they're developing four spinoffs right now, not necessarily to produce them all, but they're just five trying to do develop and see what turns out. Five is it? They added a fifth. I bet (gasps) one of those is about Valeria and the Doom that we don't know anything about. Wouldn't it be great? That that would be like really expensive, though. I imagine because, but yeah, that would be so cool. One's got to be Aegon's Conquest, and considering they have the Dragonstone set now, um, mm. that would make sense to transition. It's a set they could reuse, wouldn't have to spend a whole bunch more money on. Um, yeah, I think they've said that they're not going to do the the um, Robert's Rebellion or yeah, the Duncan Ag stories. So that leaves Aegon's Conquest, the Blackfire Rebellions, the Dance of the Dragons... Old Valyria, that would be radical. Um, that's, there's so that's many good what options. Yeah. But what about Jorah Mormont? Oh, man. I was so surprised to see him in there. I recognized his voice immediately, though. Mm-hmm. It's pretty oh, distinct. Shit, Jorah. He's not looking so yeah. good. No, no, his whole arm is all fucked. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's know, right. That's the, other, that's the other part of the episode. That's why you have to watch this two times in a row. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I know, I totally forgot, too. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good moment, though, when he scared the shit out of Sam. And yeah. uh, Daenerys, had the last we saw, had commanded him to go find a cure, so I guess that's why he went to the Citadel. Right. Yeah, he's probably letting them experiment on him. Maybe. And Sam's yeah. like, oh, you made me drop my poop. <laughs> Don't touch me! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not good to be grabbing at people when you've got that. No, <laughs> yeah, right? Not very what considerate. Hell, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, you! <laughs> yeah, like at one point he reached out to take Khaleesi's hand, and I was like, "Dude, don't!" I know, hello. Touch her. <laughs> right, she'll be a dragon scaly yeah. queen. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was cool. Also, mm-hmm. how um, John is planning to man the abandoned castles on the on the wall with um, with wildlings, because mm-hmm. there's what nineteen castles up there, and only three are in use at this point. Right. Um, yeah, it, it makes perfect sense to have, you have all these guys all of a sudden right. up north, like. Throw in these castles, man. And then you go up to the castle and they're all camped around the perimeter, but not in, in the, the castle. castle. <laughs> Those are my kind of people. Hilarious. 
That would be so funny, man. What else? Used to the old way. I got one. So we were talking about Cersei and Euron's proposal of marriage. Wasn't he saying last season that he wanted to marry Daenerys? Yeah. And I think um, he must have changed his mind because he got an invitation from Cersei to come to King's Landing. Oh, well, technically, think about it. He said, you know, all my life I've wanted to marry the most beautiful woman in the world. So here I am. With two good hands, right? But he doesn't say anything it's about Mary Cersei. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he could be, you know, bringing her the fleet to gain her trust and sabotage her to to hand King's Landing to Daenerys. Absolutely, hope, yeah, you know, and hope that she, that will because be she marriage. just laid out a bunch of reasons why she shouldn't trust him, and maybe she's absolutely right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, she's a legendary douchebag. Like <laughs> a anybody wanting douchebag. to, <laughs> yeah, nobody wants to marry Cersei. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Jamie at this point. <laughs> yeah. I'd take her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> For like the night, you know. <laughs> just a thing, a thing, and then we're done. Yeah, I was surprised to see all those Ironborn uh, riding up on King's Landing, though. That was pretty intense. Yeah. Those cracking ships. They made those people. ships pretty fast. A thousand yeah. ships. Yeah, I know. And they were like Fortnite. super decked out, oh, man. Oh, yeah. True. Well, yeah, we got a Fortnite for uh, Arya, but... Don't yeah, take that I know, necessarily I know, to mean the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it still just seemed separated. pretty fast. Right. <laughs> like, how did Varys get from, from from Marine down to Dorne and back to Marine in one episode? Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. But still, it just seemed pretty fast. I, you'd think to build a thousand ships, it might take a few years or something. Uh, oh, yeah, at least. And it's always fun to joke about the, uh, the confusing the timeline as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, which is always all screwed up. Um, there's other possibilities too. The you know the Hound always had a thing for Sansa, and he's heading north, and they're gonna have to pass Winterfell probably to get up to East Eastwatch. So we may get a Sansa Hound. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Point, oh, that'd be cool. Which would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And after um, you know, interestingly, Sansa like was always scared of the uh, the Hound. She thought he was a monster because of the way he looked, but now she knows that real monsters look like normal people. Yeah, so she's much she, different now. Yeah, now she could like mm-hmm. fall in love with the hound, mm-hmm. you know, like because his looks don't matter. Like he's actually a, a good person at this point, you know. So that would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 because everybody got split up at the very beginning of this series, it's been so much fun six years later or five years later to see yeah. people come back together like uh to see uh Sansa meet up with Jon Snow again or even just to see like Tyrion meet Daenerys oh I, yeah I love all those meetings I heard that this season um as things are condensing all the actors even though there's fewer episodes everybody has had more screen time because they're all they're all together now at this point that's great um yeah and uh, with you know, speaking of Sansa, Tyrion's also coming back to Westeros. So mm-hmm. technically, they were married, although it was never consummated, so it may not be. Oh, official. that's right. But um, if Daenerys and Jon Snow link up and join forces, that could put uh, Tyrion and Sansa back together, and they could, <laughs> you know, she knows he's not a monster now too. Who knows? Right. Who knows? So there's lots of options for Sansa. They could have a crazy threesome with like three of the most. <laughs> Random sized people, the biggest medium and the tiniest. Yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah, that is a pretty good place. I can't top that. (laughs) You rode through the streets of the city, 
down from his hill on high Over the wines and the steps and the cobble He rode to a woman's side For she was his secret treasure She was his shame and his bliss And a chain and a key but nothing Compared to a woman's kiss For hands of gold are always cold But a woman sands a wall Let's move on to the news. So just a few things. Um, this is old news, but I just found out that on John Oliver's Last Week Tonight set, there's this cityscape behind him. And if you look really close over his uh, shoulder, you can see Dragonstone. No way. That's <laughs> part of the cityscape. <laughs> That's so cool. It's kind of cool. I like shit like that. Um, let's see. Uh, there's a article on Entertainment Weekly about Game of Thrones leaks. <laughs> And what the actors think of it. And Kit Harrington said, I get so angry about it like we all do. Even some publications, I would think better of using them. There's nothing you can do about it. People, for some reason, want to spoil things for other people. And hopefully most people don't look at the stuff. For those who do, it's so easy to slip up and see something you don't want to see. And then Aiden Gillen, Littlefinger, says, Spoilers make him think about all the effort he personally puts into not revealing any secrets even to those closest to him quote, you think about all the work you do. I never say anything to anybody, even my closest family members. I take security very seriously. Maybe that's just the little finger in me. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that that's great. But then Gwendolyn Christie who plays Brienne is a little different. She says it's the world we live in and people are very curious and excited about the show. I love the element of surprise. There's something wonderfully childlike about receiving something you didn't expect and the more your favorite TV show and films that can be protected, the better. But I understand people are excited. Mm. She's being nice about it. She's being too uh, nice. And yeah. she's being too nice. <laughs> she's, she's just a really nice person. She is. She kissed me on the cheek one time. Oh, Ooh. nice. <laughs> I, I saw her on the tube in London. That was like for Walker Stalker when we were there. I right. uh, <laughs> was on the tube and this, you know, very tall woman stood up and I was like, oh. I was like, oh, because she's <laughs> unmiss. I mean, she, there's really no one that looks like her. She's so distinct. Yeah. Uh, as I mean, not just being tall, it's just her features. She's very distinct. So that's my really, you know, that's it. That's all I got. She's quite pretty in person. Too. Oh yeah, um, yeah, she's lovely. They make her, you know, they make her not look as lovely as she is in real life on TV. Yeah, no, she's, uh, yeah, she's a, tra- she's a very handsome woman. She's got <laughs> good, good features. So someone uh, watched all of Game of Thrones and timed all the characters' appearances to see who has the most screen time. And they made a list, and I have the top ten. So who do you think is on the list? Number one is Cersei. Jon Snow. Cersei is number one, two, three, four. Jon is number two. Arya is number six. Oh. Well, we can scratch Ned off the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ned's dead, baby. Uh, Jamie Lannister? No. Jamie seven. Oh, Tyrion. Tyrion's number oh. one. Yeah, he's number one. Nice. He's number one. He's number one. I love that line. That reminds me think of um, last year when they're walking around Marine with varies and uh, they split up and he says, oh, the most famous dwarf in the city. And he's like, most famous dwarf in the world. In the world. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and he has 293 minutes of screen time. So that's like wow. almost five hours. Wow. Oh, Daenerys cool. is number three. Then uh, eight, nine, and 10 are Theon. Sam is number nine, believe it or not. Who did you say was number two? Uh, two is Jon Snow. Ah, oh, nice. At 268 minutes. And Jorah Mormont is number 10. Wow. Oh, so that leaves out Littlefinger, Bran, Brienne. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. We didn't talk about Bran. Bran is at the wall. Yeah. Right. I mean, oh, no. He, man. Yeah. And I, I was just thinking, you know, they said that, uh, you know, the reason why the White Walkers and the Whites were able to go into that cave where the Three-Eyed Raven was is because he did that green, green seeing and he touched the Night King. And so then there was a theory that maybe because uh, uh, Benjen Stark had told them that there's magic in the wall and as long as it's there, the White Walkers can't cross it or right. the dead or something. So I'm like, maybe Bran shouldn't go south of the wall because yeah. maybe that would create some kind of a doorway. And I was, I've always wondered what his significance to the story will be. And maybe it'll be like a tragic significance. Oh, oh God. man. I hope not. Where he lets yeah. them in, you know? Oh shit. <laughs> he, he, you know, Hodor holds the door and then he fucking blows the door down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like I don't know bastard. though. I could I, I couldn't see them doing that to him because. And then he just says, "Whoops." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He's like, "Can I someone like uh, carry me to help me escape?" <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I guess I got this wrong. <laughs> oh man. And then uh, I had that thing about you know Ed Sheeran apparently, um, Sophie Turner is it is that yep which one is Sansa it? Sansa. No, who plays Arya? Maisie Williams. Maisie Williams. She like loves him, so they brought him on as a surprise. Right. Oh, nice. They did it to surprise mm. her. And now Sophie Turner is holding out for Justin Bieber. <laughs> really? uh, I don't think Bieber makes it all the way. Someone in our group said that, right? On the Game of Microphones group. I'd like to see Justin Bieber meeting uh, Gregor Kilgain. Yeah, the mountain. <laughs> right. Oh, man. All right, that's it for the news. Now it's time for Raven's Calls. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a few Ravens here. Melissa, want to go first? (laughs) (laughs) That was good. You do such an awesome Raven. I was that. (laughs) So good. Really good. All right, all right. Get on on board, girl. All right. It's from (laughs) Ashley Morris says this was a great start to the season i just kept dancing a very happy dance me too <laughs> hell yeah ryan drogmuller says it feels so good having this show back and dude that's a badass name ryan i, drogmuller. Yeah, that I is. feel like it needs to be said with an austrian accent ryan drogmuller that, that name belongs <laughs> in the <know>? show <laughs> yeah totally uh, that reminds me too. Uh, you were listing off the, era, the all the actors now of like Aiden Gillen, Kit Harrington, all these wild names, and John Bradley. Yeah, John it's Bradley. The most, like normal name right. possible. Yep. Aside from Jon Snow. No, <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Uh, Sherry Morford. Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Says, I loved Jared. it. I thought I thought it was a great first episode of the season, setting up all the coming action, and I'm really loving all the strong female characters. In this show, I'm proud to see Danny, Brienne, Arya, Sansa, Lady Mormont, and yes, even Cersei show <laughs> the strength of women and feminism has officially arrived in the North. <laughs> well, not quite to the North yet. 
but <laughs> but everywhere else <laughs> right yeah and it's a good thing too because there's been so much violence towards women in the show yeah it's really cool to, to see women like getting a foothold and taking control mm-hmm. and they're they are you know stepping up in the north too because alice karstark is heading up the karstark family and sansa's the lord of winterfell yeah ashley renfro says they nailed it but have to be honest i was a tiny bit underwhelmed I know it's uncalled for on my part. It's a new season, and they've got to set up the storylines, which they did a perfect job at. I'm just an impatient watcher, already looking ahead to what comes next. <laughs> I I think I, that just means you want to see the next episode right now. Like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. That whole, yeah it's the <laughs> it was uh, no, no, no. It was, it was crazy the amount of like progress that happened. Like information was spread so fastly. Uh, you know. Daenerys is already at Dragonstone. There, like the King's Landing, already knows about the phrase being wiped out, which happened in the same episode. Like all of this information is spread so quickly. It's uh, I have a feel like uh, feeling like we're in for a breakneck pace this season, which would be pretty yeah, interesting. I think so too, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Totally. William Steiner says, "I knew it was Arya right away, but the cold open was by far the best part of this episode. The rest of the episode was not as exciting." keeping in line with every other season opener of the show. But it was uh, still great getting to catch up with pretty much all the main characters. Game of Thrones episodes are a lot like pizza or sex. <laughs> Even when it's not the best you've ever had, it's still pretty damn good. <laughs> I don't know. I've had some pizza that's pretty damn bad. No, not so great. <laughs> I won't touch but not sex, on the other but not category. Sex. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dylan Blank says, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Euron lit up the screen. He was very charismatic, throwing jabs at Jamie nonstop. What <laughs> is his gift, by the way? Is it a certain something from the books? Ooh. Remind me to talk about that at the very end. So for yeah. people who don't care about the spoilers, we'll talk about it. His, yeah, that's yeah. good. Um, this is from Kristen Hall. Hall? Hall. Um, I read somewhere that Euron Greyjoy is supposed to be worse than Ramsay. With that said, I love Euron. <laughs> See, I'm telling you. He has a charming way about him that Ramsay and Joffrey never had. It looks like he's channeling a Jack Sparrow type of attitude, too, which as a Parks and Rec fan, it makes me giggle a bit. He had the best lines of the night. I'm looking forward to seeing him again and hopefully hating him as I did last season. <laughs> you don't think Joffrey was charming? Joffrey, <laughs> not. So I'm not. I'm not sure about what the Parks and Rec um, reference is. There was I this actor watch. on that show at some point or something. I don't. I've never seen Parks and Rec. Really good show. You. Totally I know. Like it. I know. I've heard. Um, question: What was the deal with the exchange between Ed and Mira and Bran? Who cares if they're wildlings, right? I thought the party line was: If you're living, take refuge here, and get ready to fight. Right, that exchange <laughs> did not fit with Ed and John's experience so far with the Night King. Also, right? someone get Mira some food. She looked half dead. She did look, you know, a little worn out. I don't think he was questioning whether they were wildlings. I think he just <laughs> didn't know them and was like, "Who are you?" And then they said, "This is Bran Stark," and he didn't uh, just take it, or he didn't know if he could believe that. Yeah, because those are like two pretty pretty prominent names that they threw out there like oh i'm mira reed's daughter of howland reed who um mm-hmm. 
I think that's significant that they mentioned his name. Uh, you know, he was there at the Tower of Joy with Ned and would know the truth about John. So that could have been foreshadowing um, his character being more important this year and potentially being involved with the revelation of, of John's right. uh, true name. I didn't even think about, too, that Bran is up there, uh, you know, sort of nearby. He could start spreading the word about that or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, considering he basically just fucking read Dolores Ed's mind and totally like melted his brain, it's probably scared the shit out of him. They might believe him, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just ask him any question about anything ever. And he knows the answer. So, you know, <laughs> Heidi Loftus says, kept waiting for Sam to ask Professor Slughorn how to make a horcrux. <laughs> <laughs> Rima Joe said, we should all have someone that looks at us the way Tormund looks at Brienne. His facial expressions leave little to the imagination. One yeah. day, if I'm lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Rima has people looking at her like that all the time. She's a cutie. You just have to keep your eyes open. Whatever that means. That was I should like be an advice person. Just, you know, keep your eyes open. The words of wisdom from Melissa. Yes, podcast, podcast. That'd be a great segment. Yeah, yeah, our whole show. You'll leave it feeling way dumber than when you first came in. <laughs> it reminds happened? me of Negradamus on Dave Chappelle's show. Um, Ask Negradamus, or <laughs> Ask a black dude. Um, this is, is your this turn, Melissa. Uh, another from Rima Joe. I'm sorry, I have to say more, and I have to get it out of my brain. So thinking more on Jorah and is looking for a cure... He happens to meet with Sam. Sam happens to be researching mentions of dragon glass for the war to come. Finds out Dragonstone is sitting on a mountain of it. Where did Princess Sheeran, the only person known to survive grayscale and be cured, live? Dragonstone. Shireen. We know that dragon glass was used on Benjen Stark to keep him from turning into a white. So oh. might there be other medicinal properties? The show Rima, is going to brilliant. kill me. That's great, right? Yeah, yeah. wow. I've done a lot of research into this stuff, and no, I've never heard anybody suggest that. It's really smart. Yeah. yeah. Super smart. Yeah, Shireen, um, you know, when traitors came to Dragonstone when she was just born, Stannis was duped by a guy who um, had a little doll and uh, that was all dressed in the... the, the um, Baratheon colors and whatnot, and the guy tricked him into buying it, and it was contaminated with grayscale. And after she touched it to her face, they saw the infection forming and burned the doll, but it was too late. So he called in all the maesters he could find from Westeros, all the best medical minds, and they ended up coming up with a cure. They never said what they did, but maybe it has something to do with dragonglass. Be very, uh, yeah, very interesting. I could definitely uh, see that. Yeah, and what happens really if cool. a dragon breathes fire on dragonglass? <laughs> It melts. I, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> it turns to dragon steel. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the key to making Valyrian steel. Uh, <laughs> two entirely different things, though, I'm sure. Jesse Daniel says, The mirroring of the Red Wedding was awesome. Winter came for the, for the phrase for sure. Yes. That's Winter right. We didn't really mention right? that, but it was a mirroring for sure. Everybody totally. died. Yeah. <laughs> Total reversal. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Claire Johnson says, I felt like Arya was kind of reluctant to accept the soldiers' food and drink because that put murder off the table. 
Yeah. I was going to mention, like, even in that oh. situation, you know, people are being nice and I expect violence. And even when uh, the hound was looking into the fire, I was expecting or not expecting, but just waiting for someone to push him in or something because the show has been so mean that every mm-hmm. time there's a moment of <laughs> silence, I'm waiting for some something like to PTSD. burst out. Yeah. yeah. It was great. The expression on the hound's face when he was looking into that fire too, it was like fear mixed with awe. And at one point he moved closer to the fire, which really surprised me. And I was, I was like, like, wow, no. this is happening right now. But he's Claire has a good point because in this situation, I didn't know who to be more afraid for the soldiers or yeah. Uh, or are you? <laughs> so there's the custom of guest right. You know, when you have a guest, you offer them right. your bread, bread and salt, and that ensures their protection. But does that, I don't know if it applies in reverse to the guest. Yeah, right. <laughs> the guest I, kill the host? <laughs> that's a good point. Well, the guy said, you know, my my father always told me to be nice to people and they'll be nice back to you. So Yeah, I, I was just amazed that these these guys, they were also so like normal and nice and cool. It was like going down south or something. Joking around, being humble. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. They'll be, they're going to be singing about us for a thousand years. They have like one rabbit for like 12 dudes. And they're like, you go first, stranger. Like, right. Right. <laughs> Help yourself. Well, come on. Ed Sheeran was, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, it's his eye. Okay. This is Ariel mm-hmm. Mutz. Great start. Really sad not more happened with this one after all the waiting and the withholding of Daenerys makes me feel toyed with. Uh, it's fun to be toyed with sometimes. So funny. I've, I've heard a number of people say that they felt like not a lot happened. I feel like too I felt much like happened. So much happened. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I have to watch it. I mean, I really do need to watch it again because I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys are reminding me of all this stuff that I totally forgot about. I got up at six this morning and I had to take the kids to school and also pick them up. But aside from that, I was just writing notes about the episode all day long. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Lara Willie Swink says that Samwell montage at the Citadel nearly had me in dry heaves. All it needed was a peppy 80s pop song. <laughs> Smiley <true>. face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> 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 and uh, Shane Perrier says, shall we begin? Nuff said. Yep. Nuff said. <laughs> and then we do have a call, and it's from Ethan. Hey, it's Ethan from Silver Spring, Maryland. So here's my question. After Arya cleaned house at the Twins, did she let Edmure Tully out of his cell? Because after Ooh. the thing at River Run, Walder Frey said that Edmure was back in a cell and that he wasn't going to kill him. Although it's possible that after that, Jamie had him move to Casterly Rock. I ask because there's now a huge power vacuum at the Twins, which is hugely strategically important, and also at River Run. Okay, that's it. Don't get poisoned. (laughs) (laughs) That should come up, right, Edmure? I, I'm pretty sure that at the end of the um, the siege on River Run, when the Lannisters took over, um, I think they shipped him off to Casterly Rock. But I'm not sure if I remember seeing that on the show or if I remember thinking it, <laughs> seeing it when I was reading the books. Right. Yeah, you would think so. He gave over and then I I, I don't know if he would be locked up there. Yeah, I guess it's just they leave it off saying he's in a cell and they don't say where. So probably, uh, probably abandoned, dead, rotting. (laughs) 
all right that's our show episode 29 thanks for listening everybody if you want to like give us a call you can reach us at 813-563-3739 that's 813 joffrey long may he rain if you'd like to write in you can email us at game at podcastica.com or if you'd like to check out our facebook page at or i don't know what i'm (laughs) wait what (laughs) or how about this check out our facebook page at facebook.com slash g-o-m podcast what the hell hold on gom Gom podcast gom let me do that again or, no, you're right. All right. You can do it. I think we should just leave it like that. Okay. Yeah, I think, it was, I think it was cool. <laughs> I enjoyed and it. And be sure to check out our other show, podcast at podcastica.com. Next episode, season seven, episode two. Should I say the title? Sure. Yeah. Stormborn. Stormborn. And uh, I want to let you guys know, too. Uh, I started a Patreon for people who don't know. I'm podcasting full-time. I'm trying to make it work. I'm giving myself a year. If you want to help support this podcast and other podcasts that I do, go to patreon.com slash Jason and Karen. Uh, there's a Facebook group group at one reward level, and th- there's a lot of people who are really great fans of Game of Thrones. In fact, they organized a rewatch of the whole series, and they got people who weren't into it caught up you know independently of anything i did they just and they were like all making notes on each episode and stuff so it's a lot of fun in there Super so, cool. that's awesome and yeah and uh if you want to hear us talk about what we think Euron is bringing back for cersei just stay tuned for a couple of minutes here but for now that's it that's our show thanks for listening now get to work on those bedpans <laughs> So, all right. Um, what is it? Do you know, Duncan? I don't know, but I have a theory. I want to hear what you think first. Well, I just read a theory that <laughs> there was some kind of a horn or something yes. that's supposed to be a bane to dragons, or actually it gives the user control over dragons. Oh, yeah, there's man. this horn that uh, Euron brings back from his voyages across the Narrow Sea. I think he explored the ruins of Valyria discovered this dragon horn that's banded in gold or bronze and has all these runes covering it and he basically has this one guy blow on it and it's like the loudest most like crazy sound you've ever heard and the runes all light up like they're flaming on the sides of the horn and it he blows and blows and blows in the horn until it like basically roasts the inside of his lungs and the guy dies but uh, that was just to, to test the horn to show its power. There weren't any dragons in, in the vicinity at that point. So <laughs> people have been maybe, speculating. Maybe uh, Gregor Clegane can blow it and not <laughs> Yeah, <be> maybe. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So it's entirely possible that Euron <clears throat> and Cersei could be hijacking some dragons. Yeah. Just terrifying. Rough. Yeah, because you think of... Danny is having a huge advantage. And I was looking back at the history and it said that, uh, I guess, who was the original Targaryen, Aegon, or the first one? Yeah, that he like conquered Westeros with uh, only three dragons and a small army. So he only had three, too. Aegon, Rhaenys, and Visenya on their three dragons, um, Black Dread, Balerion, um, and I can't remember the other two. Moment. Thanks, you guys. Yeah. 
tons of fun. Was tons of fun. Tons. Tons. Always. Heaps. I'm, dude, it's so exciting. Yeah, love you guys too. It's just, yeah. Can't believe it's back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.